Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Supercoach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to do my weekly team reveal. Um, make sure you check us out on our socials, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the YouTube. Uh, been very active, obviously, on the Twitter this week because there's been a lot going on in the Supercoach world, especially over the last um, even few minutes with the news that Dusty Martin might not even play this week. Uh, so there's a bit to discuss with my team. Uh, first week in, 23.30, which had me ranked 12,000th overall. You know, I'm not disappointed with that. You know, It's early days. Had most of the rookies that I wanted on field um, outside of Hayes and Martin, but still to have them in my team. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't um, disappointed how that panned out. And it's just as um, we've been talking about, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And it's just about sort of getting that structure right early. And which were which I'm pretty happy that I feel like I have um, got most things in place. So last week when I did talked about my team reveal, the, uh, one of the big things was the rucks. So I'll start straight off there. Gorn and Grundy. Um, last week I was talking about having wits, and um, I was pretty big on either wits. I looked at Tim English with the news that Steph Martin was out, but with also that news, I thought, well, maybe I'll go set set and forget. I had been tossing up between Gorn, English and Wits and that's the way I ended up panning out. Uh, probably frustrated me a little bit over the weekend because that extra cash could have come in handy but in the same time I know the effect of having um, or not burning trades throughout the season in your rucks was something appealing for me. You know I would have liked Gorn to go a little bit better but he's probably played his worst game in a long time. You know he had five or six free kicks against uh, I think it was six drop marks, including three intercept drop marks. One was a Falcon. So I don't think Gorn could play any worse. And they still get 92, which was helped with that big bomb outside of 50 in the third quarter. Uh, I think there's a lot of improvement still. And we, we've seen in the past where Gorn, I think for the last four seasons, hasn't gone above 100, uh, 100 in the first round. And then he's come out and, you know, he scored like a 130 and a 140. So playing against Wits this week, I'm hoping that's he'll bounce back and, and then hopefully Wits goes the other way and has a poor game against the two Ruckman. And Grundy's just, uh, you know, I've been, we've all been talking about him all preseason. We think there's some value there. Round one started just exactly how we were hoping. The 124 was actually even better than what we were thinking for round one. Yeah, him and Marshall had a lot of ball. Um, so there's a, quite a few people very happy because they went Marshall and, and did obviously very well. But, yeah, I'm very happy with the set and forget in there. And then, uh, well, Dixon's there, but I had Hayes as my R3. And because I already had Gorn and Grundy playing, it's not like I could loophole. And I didn't really want to do the loophole there anyway uh, because I was trying to avoid donuts on the on the field because naturally as round two and three and four and as, and as people already facing right now, there's already donuts happening. So... I don't see the worth in starting a donut when you're naturally going to get them anyway. I'll go to the defense line next. And um, yeah, pretty straightforward with uh, the, the big three with Crisp, Short and Whitfield. Naturally disappointed with Crisp and Short. I mean, Crisp and Whitfield. They, um, Whitfield got a bit of that groin injury, so it's a bit of a wait and see if he gets up for Richmond. Um, if he doesn't, um, then it'll be a case of you know, looking at what other options I could go there. If it's one trade and it's down, then that's where Houston, um, hopefully playing that wing role, it's going to score some good points. I do get a bit worried about Houston because last year his first four was 122 and then the last 18 games he missed one and then averaged 80. And that's, I've seen so far, I think 4% 
of people who own crisp went down to houston um and crisp was the same last year first four average 93 and then came home um on fire i think 100 just over 110 for those last 18 games and then he didn't miss a game um crisp did look awful in the game he was sort of fallen steel he was out of position in the midfield um i'm willing to leave leave it for one more week to see how that goes against adelaide you know as i said you know he's got a habit of bouncing back and that whole marathon not a sprint so hopefully uh you know he sort of gets a little bit more off the halfback the worry is how McRae decides to continue to play. They look like they had a faster ball movement from halfback where Crisp likes that slower movement. So he's definitely one that I'll be watching and there are some options there. Um, I had Aaron Hall in on the Friday and I was sort of swapping back and forward and that, but I'd, I'd so big on Crisp, I couldn't bring myself to do it. And unfortunately, that's, you know, cost me a, a much larger score. Uh, George Hewitt, um, Chris and I were talking about this on the Friday. He is such a good footballer. Looked fantastic with Chera out and Walsh coming back in. Nothing more, cha- nothing changes for him this week. It'd be interesting to see how he goes forward. But we were kind of calling him a lesser Tom Mitchell, where you know he he just there was not as much opportunity at Sydney as there was from that Carlton midfield. But he, he's a really good footballer. He'd, he'd win the contested ball and he was just looking for Chera to release him. So I think he'll be doing that this week and trying to find Walsh and. Yeah, as I, uh, mo- most people have him, have him at D4, and I think he's going to be a fantastic D4 for us. Uh, the four rookies, I ended up having Hinge and Gipkis in there. Gipkis, as I said the other night, uh, watching him, that first quarter, natural first um, time playing, it's going to take a bit of time to find your feet, but that second and third quarter, he was really good, matched up on Kurnow and DeConning, and when he was on Kurnow, he actually really outplayed him. Um, the boys became more confident trying to get the ball through him because the way short brings out the ball, it's usually on the Ruckman side and Gipkis was on the, the non um, sort of defensive 50 side there. So uh, there was a couple of times there where they were willing to switch through Gipkis and that's why I think he scored 51 of his points through the second and third quarters. Um, what cost him was in that last quarter and they were trying to get fraud off um, after Gipkis had given away that free kick, went on the bench, didn't gave him a message. But because the ball was in the Richmond's forward line, uh, back line for so long, they couldn't get brought off to get Gipkis back on. And same thing happened with Jaden Short. Um, I haven't seen somebody seagull so much since Jake Lloyd and Lockie Hunter. Um, he was just taking taking all the kickouts. He even took the ball out of Grimes' hands. So I'm really confident that Short's going to be the man to do all the kickouts, unlike some of the other clubs who rotate. So no, he, I think he's a really good option. And he missed out on three of those kick, kickouts in the third quarter just because, again, he got stuck on the bench because they were trying to get Broad off. Uh, a bit of a common theme there with Broadie, but he um, they just couldn't get him off because they just kept kicking points, the Blues, and, and it was just locked in um, Richmond's um, defence. So, yeah, I, I see Short being that, even possibly that number one guy in Supercoach backlines this year because um, I think Richmond are probably going to, even though I still see us around that 6-10 to 10 mark, um, if we're going to be lower than that, they're going to spend much more time in the defence and Short's just going to feed off that. Paddy McCartan did everything right the first game and hopefully DeConning comes up. Um, but they're definitely, Geelong really liked DeConning uh, just because then it frees up Stewart that little bit more. So I thought, you know, he's definitely somebody that they'll, they'll want in the side. Midfield, my vice-captain this week, like last week was McRae. I didn't take it last week because I had the loophole and I was pretty big on Tuke Miller who out, outscored McRae by four points. 
So, yeah, the big two in there I'm really happy with. This week I've got the captaincy on Lockie Neal versus the Bombers. Um, everyone knows my thoughts about the Bombers. I think the Lions are going to do a job on them. And Neal's um, last three scores against the, um, the Bombers have been absolutely ridiculous. I think there's a couple 150s, maybe even 157 in there. So, yeah, I've got a lot of confidence McCray into Neil. And those who already have Martin, well, that's um, as in Essendon's Martin, um, that's a very easy loophole option to go McCray or Dunkley straight into Neil. Uh, Patrick Cripps, you know, started a bit slow, butchered the ball early, but, oh, yeah, that guy can play football, and I think Voss is going to get the best out of him again this year. So, yeah, those who had him or those who went Brow or went both, Really got paid off there. Matty Rowell at the same. Just an absolute ball, contested beast. So now really happy with those two boys there. Um, Horn Francis was the one I was really negative on and brought him in at the last moment, probably five minutes before the North Melbourne Hawthorne game. I had Ward in, and uh, what made me make the change was, uh, well, I was deciding between Horn Francis, Ward, and Rochelle. And because Jared Pollock had pulled out, I, I saw Horton Francis was the guy who'd come up the ground and he did end up getting a couple of CBAs because of that. Now, naturally, he's not going to get that every week. But, yeah, I thought, well, that that was the game to jump on him. Um, and, and because so many people already had him, and that first half, he looked brilliant. Um, naturally, petered out in the second half, as these young fellas do, and, and just kind of the role he plays, which that's what I was saying about him being in that forward line role, there's going to be times where he's not going to get great scoring. Um, but yeah, he does have the body to go up um, into that midfield. And it was something for the North Melbourne fans to get excited about. Uh, there was two passages within about 40 seconds of each other. Cherry knocked it straight down to Horn Francis. And I think that's a, you know, a bit of a look into North Melbourne's future there. Uh, Dacos, brilliant. And if it wasn't for Martin's five goals, he would have got the rising star. Just super effort. Um, and then, then again on the um, the Sunday with Rochelle kicking five goals, probably pipped him again. So just a, we knew what Dacos can do. He's playing off that half back. He's going to probably get your position. So that's one that you can sort of plan on going into your back line come um, the start of round seven. Jared Berry's an interesting one. If he wasn't to get up and Whitfield wasn't to get up, well, then it would be a case of um, I could go him down to Rochelle and um, Whitfield up to either Hall or Lloyd. And that's something that I'm kind of keen on. Um, but at the same time, I don't like making trades unless I have to first round. So it's a bit of a wait and see. Barry was on 68 halfway through the second quarter. Looked fantastic. Scored minus one for the rest of the game. So it's a hard to get a read on him. Um, and hopefully the Bombers game will get us a better read. Because when he was in that midfield, he looked so good. Um, we know he scored, you know, he's got a high score of 150 before. Uh, and... Those who were moving him on early, that I think they could get punished if he if he was right to go with his shoulder this week. But that is a wait to see. So those who don't have either a Horn, Francis, Dacos, or Rochelle, um, definitely somebody you can downgrade. Or if you've got the money and you want to look at that Lipinski or even McDonald with his um, backline role again, um, definitely something that you could possibly look at. Uh, the bench, Ward, Mead, McDonald was pretty disappointed with Ward, um, but I sort of said this to the boys on the Sunday. Um, Phillips named as the sub, and he wasn't even originally in. Um, I was a bit worried about Ward's role because they obviously had a lot of midfielders. Warple, who's got to be probably a trade target for clubs coming into the year because he's uh, just not getting that midfield time. You know, They've got Amira, they've got Tommy Mitchell. Um, they were going with uh, the other one, Newcomb, was playing through there. 
Um, and then sort of the, the throwing in McDonald playing up in the forward line. McGuinness was down the back line off half back, but even found a little bit of time up there and then kicked a goal as well. So depending on what Sammy Mitchell wants to do and he's going to back in some of these young fellas, um, I think it's going to, could be different weeks. You'll see different guys through there. So hopefully Ward gets um, over the injury and he looked cooked as well. You know, first game just ran out of legs as these young fellas will do. So hopefully he gets a bit more midfield time this week. And if he doesn't against Port, well, he's an easy one for me to swap, especially because I end up going him over Rochelle. And I went that, I knew Rochelle was going to do well, but small forwards, it's going to be up and down. So he, he looked really good, Rochelle. Another five goals, he kicked a couple really important goals to put Adelaide back in the game and then back in front. So everybody who started with him, fantastic. Um, but I just kind of like Ward's role better at the time. But it's definitely, as it was always going to be a 50-50 coin flip. And yeah, it could be a um, one of those correction trades come last next week. Um, Mead, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes now with Dursmer out. And the Port Adelaide got a couple other injury concerns, which obviously was the talk about Skinner or Sin. Do they come in with um, uh, Lira Lee going down for like eight to 10 weeks? And then McKenzie's got his own issues. Uh, and as we said, Dursma and even Cleary's still not back for another month. So look out for a couple of those guys, and especially those who started Sin. Um, yeah, you'd be hoping that he get, um, gets a game soon. Forward line, um, pretty standard with Dunkley and Butters. Would have loved to somehow fit English there, and that's probably where, if I didn't go Gorn, I probably could have got Wits and gone English and made some changes elsewhere. But, you know, that, that is what it is. But, yeah, Dunkley and Butters did exactly as we expected. Um, Canelio, an 80 for him. I think, yeah, there's more room to improve, but he's definitely going to share that time with Taranto in that midfield and, and forward line. And it'll be interesting once Toby Green comes back. I found Hopper wasn't as dynamic this week, and uh, it's going to be chopping and changing with that GWS midfield. Um, they are playing Richmond this week, and Richmond's strength isn't their midfield, so I think Canelio should go pretty well. Uh, McGovern for the first half was awesome. You know, you, if you're paying 257, you kind of want more, or 256, you want more out of him um, than 70. But yeah, in that first half, he was 51 with a minute to go in the first half before he gave away a free kick, intercept marks. And then Richmond actually had to change their forward line structure just to man him up. So um, against the clubs that don't have as many um, key forwards like the Bulldogs this week, I think McGovern could go really well. And it's somebody that I'm quite keen on because he's going to get forward um, defender status. And yeah, it just gives us another option in that defense. Will Brody, a little disappointing, but at the same time, we know his time of ground has always been low, 65%. It's not going to go much higher. You know, he could get to 70%. But when he's on the field, he does some really good stuff. So he's the one that it's another watch for this week. Could be one on the chopping block, especially for Rochelle. And I sort of, he was in my debate on Sunday about do I flick him off or flick Rochelle off? But Rochelle could easily not have any possessions this week and have a poor game. And Brody could still go really well, um, especially against the Saints. And depending on how Fife and you know, even Monday at 35 pulls up. And yeah, so I think Brody's still got a very much role. The coach really likes him. So yeah, that's, that's one definitely I'll um, just be monitoring into round two. Um, we know Jack Hayes was awesome. Um, Ryder's not playing this week, so definitely um, happy that he's going to get at least one more week, and we just hope he continues to perform. It's um, I'm still probably going to start him on on the bench this week. You know, rookies tend to do that sometimes, or they have that first massive game we've seen in them in the past, where you know Scott and 
uh, who was it last year, Rowe, you know, they come out and score 100 and then the next week they score 20. So I think Hayes, yeah, might be a bit of regression this week. I don't can't see him scoring 127 again. Nick Martin being out. So I'll, he'll be my loophole for my VCC. And yeah, Cherry, you know, 79. That news and those who follow me on Twitter would have seen the, um, the news come out that I put it that um, the team sheets had changed and Cherry was named Ruck. So that's why I brought him in. And that's originally who I had was Rochelle. So, yeah, now he's, start, he's starting as the Rock. Coleman Jones was awful. So I can't see them going with all the three tools. Goldie's been working on his Ford craft. He even said it in an interview recently. Uh, so you can just probably see this week, Coleman Jones probably out. Goldie goes forward. And then he has his stints in the Ruck. Now, Goldie's still a better Ruck than Cherry. But North Melbourne, it's about their future. And, yeah, Cherry did some nice things in there and with the 79. And it could have been higher. He dropped a mark. He missed a goal. A couple of the hitouts were sharks, so that could have easily been a hundred-point game. Uh, and I'm kind of glad it is. It wasn't, and a bit like McGovern because I didn't want as many people jumping on. Um, keep their uh, owner percentage low. I think Cherry's still around fourteen percent or something like that. So, yeah, no, I'm 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 happy that not as many people have jumped on because I think he's going to be a good scorer for us going forward. Uh, the big one, Dusty Martin, for the 37% that have him, he still could get up, so it's a bit of a wait and see. Um, he's taken some time off for personal leave. So, yeah, that's that's one. Um, if you've got that sort of loophole option that you can put on the bench and say it's, you know, Cornelio and you're happy to play Cherry or Hayes or Rochelle on the field and they one of those rookie scores really well, then obviously it's a hold. Um, and obviously it still could be a hold because he'll probably be named and then they'll make a decision on the Sunday if he's back or not. Um, but again, if um, if he isn't, then you've got a bit of a decision to make there. Um, the hard thing is the Bulldogs playing tonight. If you didn't start Tim English, you might want to actually get on, get on early and swap him to Tim English uh, because the only options come Sunday after that will be Fremantle, St Kilda, and they don't really have the forward options that you're probably looking for unless you didn't start Hayes, but then that's going Martin down to Hayes and you're just going to have 400,000 sitting there not doing um, much. Um, going forward, the other one I'm uh, monitoring is Durden. Uh, really liked how he played. I was talking about that with Ben in the uh, the, the round reviews. Um, he was getting to all the right spots, was working up the ground, um, and I think it's Jack Martin out this week, so he's got even more work to do there. So it will be interesting to see how he backs up and it's one that I'm looking at, and that could be where Ward goes down to Durden, or it might be a Dixon and Ward next week, and Durden and McGuinness both coming, for example. So there's a couple of things that I'm looking at to do with my team. Um, I've had a couple of questions about Lipinski and McDonald. Uh, yeah, I really was big on them pre-season, especially Lipinski. I've got in a lot of my draft leagues. He's playing sort of mid-forward. I don't know if he'll play enough forward to get that forward status, but... That would be the hope for those who have him. Um, my personal thing is wait one more week. Yeah, they've got the role. McDonald looks like getting the role, uh, has his old role back. But, um, you know, you may cop another injury next week and maybe something that uh, you can look at bringing them in through that. They Their clubs might cop an injury as well. Like, um, for example, if um, North Melbourne copped a injury to core, for example, that might change their structure around so I don't like going early on those moves unless you've already got an injured player. Like, for example, there was 2,000 people that started a Lear, a Lear. So you might then go a Lear, a Lear down to Houston 
or you might swing someone if you've got, say, Hewitt starting in the midfield, swing him back and then look at your Lipinski or look at your McDonald. But outside of that, um, yeah, I wouldn't be making too many of those changes. Uh, Break Evens um, podcast was tweeting at me, uh, shout out to those boys, uh, about Foley or any of the other backline options. I was big on Foley um, coming in the preseason at 244. The problem is West Coast, some of those players will start filtering back in. So you kind of needed to start with him. Uh, Ed Richards is not a bad one, but again, um, the Bulldogs, you know, how many points in that back line can score, but Bailey Williams being out seems to have a decent role. Uh, the big one's Bowie from Melbourne with Salem out now for sort of eight weeks. Um, shores up his um, job security and scoring in the half back line. Again, a bit more expensive. And the other two to look at is Sin and Skinner. Um, depending on which one of them, or if both of them come in for Port Adelaide now they've copped some defensive injuries. Um, especially Skinner is one I'm hoping, and that, that's somebody that you could wait a couple of weeks on, and then maybe if Dixon gets out of the side and makes 40k while through loophole and moving Hayes there, and then moving, say, to Conning up forward, you could bring Skinner in, or even Skinner being already a DPP, you could chuck him in your forward line. So there's a few things I'm looking at going forward and just watch lists. So for me, unless Whitfield and Berry both are ruled out, there'll be no trades this week. But um, if they are, then, yeah, it's just a debate on if the news comes out tonight and it's early, um, then I'd seriously be considering Tim English and I'd move um, I'd move a couple of my players around. Uh, but then if it if it isn't the case and or if it is um say just Whitfield then and I can't get up to Lloyd or Hall then yeah Houston may come under consideration just because of that role and those Port Adelaide injuries but yeah it's for me it's a wait and see and I'll probably know more about that and be on Twitter talking about that at 6 30. Um, so thanks for everybody who's been getting in contact and happy to talk about your teams when you get a chance and um yeah good luck super coaching um remember um, there is the reverse trade option uh, now in place as long as your players haven't been involved in the game and you've still got the cash to, to do that. So there, there is that option. Um, Bulldogs Carlton tonight. So make sure you get those VCs locked in either on a, you know, your Crips, McRae or Dunkley. And yeah, no, all the best going forward, guys. See you.